Happy Wednesday, Wildcat fans, and let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. A lot to get to here. Arizona, obviously, still coming off a big loss against Arizona State. We're going to recap that, but at the same time, we are also going to talk more about this upcoming trip where Arizona can question, Arizona can answer some of the questions. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to on this show. First and foremost, though, we are going to talk about obviously some Arizona basketball. We need to talk a little bit more about that Arizona ASU game uh, first. Now, um, there were some very troubling things that came out of that game, but first, I want to give a few kudos though to uh, I want to give a few kudos though um, for what. Uh, uh, some good things that happened. First, Seth Henderson. Big fan of Seth Henderson on this show, as, as many of you, I'm sure, know. And big reason why is because he comes in there, does the job that he's supposed to do. And not only does he do the job that he's supposed to do, um, he does it with, uh, you know, wherever you need him to be, he's going to be. He's going to play good defense. He's going to be a timely shooter. And he's just going to do a lot of really good stuff out there. Again, Love said Henderson, big fan of what he's going to be, uh, what he's going to be able to do. Um, now, Pella Larson has also played really good ball. Um, a lot of people get on Pella Larson. I'm not going to get Pella Larson. I've been wrong on Pella Larson. Um, he's always going to have a few. Uh, he's always going to have a few um, odd plays right there where you're kind of like, "What are you doing?" And that was, and at the end of the game, that. was was kind of a perfect example right there where you're like, uh, you can't just be giving him that wide open look, but whatever the case may be, um, he's done some good things, been able to get into the paint. He's been able to uh, make some real, to make some real plays out there. Um, and he actually appears on like some, he appears that he actually wants to make plays out there. So again, uh, certainly give some kudos there to Pella Larson on what he's been able to do now. Uh, now we've got to talk about some of the, uh, the bigger fish. Uh, we're going to get back to Azulis Tabellis right here. Uh, with the Azulis, it's very, uh, it's concerning because you, you watch Azulis and think to yourself, um, what exactly does he really, you know, does he really care? And, you know, I think that's a fair, uh, I think that's a fair, uh, question to be honest with you. Um, the main reason why is because we saw last year in the NCAA tournament where he, he kind of folded. I mean, well, he did. He folded. And you know what? People got in his ear. He didn't handle it very well. And it was obvious after a while that he was not in a good spot. So that, uh, you know, that obviously is something that you worry about if you're – it's certainly something that you worry about if you're an Arizona fan. And it started to show itself again and to rear its proverbial ugly head. And it's an ugly head. Um, with uh, – I think the main thing you worry about, though, is where exactly are you in the grand scheme? Does he want to be that dude? Because body language is everything. I think in a lot of in a lot of elements, and 
Zoo's body language a lot of times just isn't very good. As a matter of fact, not only is it not very good, kind of sucks. Um, and that's um, that's something that you know people wonder. And you watch it in the Arizona State game, and there were some real questions there. But when he's diving on the or diving on the floor, that's a lack of the or when he when he got the ball against a. And he essentially then just handed it to uh, ASU for a three-pointer. It was just kind of like, oh, all right, well, you know, just another day at the office. That stuff drives Arizona fans up a wall, and it should drive Arizona fans up a wall because you're the best player. Some emotion out there. Now, again, I don't need fake emotion, but you know, if he's not going, if he's going to, if he's going to struggle in those realms, then you know, people are going to call him out on it. Um, then you look at the, you know, another guy, Kirk Creesa at this point, we know what Kirk Creesa is. And that's really a, it's not really a put down to Kirk Creesa. He's going to try really hard. He's, uh, he's going to be a sporadic shooter, but he's also going to um, not shoot very good percentages and he's not going to play very good defense. So that is always going to limit you out there as to what, uh, what you can do. Um, that is a... I think that's a pro- that's certainly a concern. So those are two guys that you know theoretically could be back next year, and if they're back next year, then I think you want to see more from them. Certainly, then uh, you know, especially Kirkusa, you want to see more than what he has shown to this point. Um, and I, I think both those guys kind of limit you a little bit, mainly Kirkusa on the perimeter. If that's what you now look at, then to UCLA USC. Um. First, we got to talk about USC. USC is going to be a big USC is going to be a challenge for Arizona because again, you watch SC and they've got some really good uh, they've got some really good aspects to them. First and foremost is um, they're long and they are athletic. Uh, they're athletic on the perimeter. Stop me if you've heard this before from an Andy Enfield team, but that's just you know that's that's kind of how they're always going to be set up. And as we've seen, Arizona has had problem with length in the past. And, you know, if you're, uh, I think that's, that's something that could certainly rear its head again against uh, the universe or against a USC. Certainly not something you want to have rear its head against SC, but it's something that certainly could. Um, it's going to be a, uh, that's going to be an interesting, um, that's going to be an interesting game for, I think, a lot of people to follow out there. And it's something that people can't look past because you know what? You look past it, then you could lose that game. And then all of a sudden you start looking at a four seed, a five seed. Nobody wants any of that right there. People want Arizona to be on in that one or that two line discussion. And if you're in that one or two line discussion, then you got a, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. Now SC though, what can they do? They got two guys that can really take over a game, as we talked about before. You got Boogie Ellis at that point guard position. Boogie is a good, good player. Now, again, he's not super efficient. You're never going to watch him and think to yourself that that's, uh, you know, that's a player that you're uh, – is going to be 13 of 20 from the field. But he can go for 30 points on a given game. And if he goes for – and players like that – you're always a little concerned about because you go for 30 points on a given game. You can keep, uh, you know, you can have uh, uh, some bad things drop your way. And again, so, and then Drew Peterson. Peterson's a fascinating guy because Peterson initiates the offense, even though he's six foot nine 
and he's kind of a he's six foot nine. He's two hundred five pound. Uh, he's six foot nine. He's two hundred five pound small forward, but he's uh, he's long. It's kind of the Luke Walton thing, where you know Jason Gardner would bring the ball up the court and then have Luke Walton initiate the offense. There's a little bit of that in play with uh, uh, Drew Peterson, but he can also score as well. Now, as far as who's going to be guarding these guys, you would certainly imagine that at that point guard spot. Uh, Courtney Ramey is probably going to guard Boogie Ellis and Courtney Ramey should guard Boogie Ellis because um, he is more equipped to be able to do that than um, than Kirk Reese. You're probably going to try to put Kirk Reese on a Kobe Johnson, something like that, but also don't know how that's going to work out necessarily. So um, that's kind of that. Now, I would imagine at that small forward spot, you're probably going to look at uh, Pella Larson. But that's a difficult matchup for Pella because Pella, while a very good defender, is six foot five, and Drew Peterson is every bit of six foot nine. And being every bit of six foot nine, that is a uh, again, that's a little bit of a uh, a concerning aspect right there. Um, watching uh, watching Peterson or you know, said Henderson. That could be, but Sed's also not as physical as uh, um, Sed's also not as physical as uh, 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 Pella Larson, so that's a little bit of an issue as well. Um, watching uh, watching this team, though, um, Arizona's going to have to have the big men play well because up front, USC's got two bigs that are good, and not only are they good, they are um, at about you know. Six six foot ten, Joshua Morgan, and then at about seven foot, Vince Iwachukwu. Those are both players who are are able to block shots, finish around the hoop. Guys that some Arizona players have had some problems with in the past, and um, with uh, with that, you're kind of thinking to yourself, "All right, um, what are we going to do right here?" And I don't really know what that case is for Arizona. We will find out, though, obviously. Now, and then on the perimeter, you got Kobe Johnson, you got Trey White, both those guys, athletic wings. So what does Arizona need to do on that side? We're going to talk about that in a second. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. All right, FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Make every moment count. FanDuel.com backslash college. Um, this is the time to bet. This is the time where you want to bet because it is uh, basketball is in high gear all across the land. And is there anything that's more enjoyable to bet than basketball? No, there's not. So you got uh, you got NBA, you got college, you got all of that stuff. And like I said, it's all in high gear right now. This is where you want to bet. And um, not only do you want to bet there, FanDuel.com makes it easy. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back with you. Now we're going to talk about what Arizona needs to do in this game against SC. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, what does Arizona need to do against USC? The big thing is you got to get Azulis Tabellus right. Now, I'm going to just keep saying this, and I think I'm just going to keep saying this until the end. You got to get Azulis Tabellus right. You get Azulis Tabellus right, everything else works off of there because then he's got, you've got about a guy who is, um, You've got uh, you've got a guy who can drop thirty points, ten rebounds, and then when he drops thirty points, ten rebounds, everybody else's job is easier because he's drawing so much of that attention right there. That's what you need, though. You need something like that to occur, and if that can occur, then Arizona is going to be much better for it. Umar Ballo will be much better for it as well. Umar Ballo down low, get him the ball. And uh, knowing that he's going to be guarded by the secondary defensive peak, that things become easier. Then you'd like to see Courtney Ramey become that dude where, you know, he just moves differently with the ball. And not only does he move differently with the ball, he's able to score at a more efficient level with the ball than anybody else on this team. That's what you want right there. But again, this all starts with Zoo, in my opinion. I'm also of the opinion that uh, with Zoo, you need, or excuse me, uh, now you go to Kirk Creesa. Kerr, just make your open shots. I don't expect him to do a lot that he can't do because, uh, honestly, Kerr's limited. Kerr's going to always be limited. Not a great player, but he's always going to be limited. And, um, you know, we can sit here and complain about it all we want, but at the end of the day, Kerr is always going to be limited, and there's nothing that I don't think that Arizona fans can do about it. So don't try to uh, force something that isn't necessarily there. Um, now, at the uh, at the wings, keep doing. Pell Larson said Henderson, keep doing what you're doing right now because right now you look fantastic. Right now, it's very impressive what we're seeing out there. Both of them have. Uh, I think fit their role to a T and not only have they fit that role to a T they've also been the team that are the two guys who have been kind of a steadying influence on Arizona, to be honest with you. Um, when said Henderson is in the game, you feel pretty comfortable that said Henderson is going to make a, is a said Henderson is going to make a pretty good contribution right there. Um, because he doesn't do things that are dumb. He's also a coach's, uh, he's also a coach's delight. Now, um, with uh, the rest of this team then, kind of there, you'd like to see Kylan Boswell bounce back a little bit. Because again, Kylan Boswell is, he's 17, stop me if you heard that. But Boswell is, again, he's Boswell is a good player. And not only is Boswell a good player, but he's a little, he's obviously, he's young right now. So you need him to be able to – you need Boswell to just hopefully step back. And if you step back, then if you step – you know, if you step your game up, then you're going to be good. Because this guy, I want him to have the keys to the castle next year. Not only do I want him to have the keys to the castle, I want him to be able to – I want him to be able to uh, be able to not only – 
facilitate, but I think you've got to find a guy that's going to be a little bit more of a scorer as well. And I think he's got every bit of that capability right there. I'd like to see, especially with young guys, it's important for them to be able to bounce back when they need, when they're called upon right there to be able to bounce back and Boswell Boswell's right there. But again, now, what would a win mean for the University of Arizona going into that UCLA game? We're going to talk about that next. We're going to take a quick, quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, if Arizona were to beat SC, first of all, it's another good win because you got to remember that Arizona has had – Arizona's got a lot of good wins. Nobody's looking at Arizona and saying that, uh, man, they don't have good wins. They're talking about their bad losses. But as the uh, the, the uh, selection committee put out with their one-time uh, 16 ranking, they clearly value good wins over bad losses. So getting that one win right there I think would be incredibly or important because, again, SC is a good win. I think people are still kind of missing the boat on SC, to be honest with you. You watch us or you watch people. I don't think they quite get how good SC is. And not only do they not get quite how good SC is, um, once they get into the tournament, I think that you could find out that they cross off a lot of boxes in that they are athletic. They can, uh, they can shoot. And um, not only are they athletic, they can shoot and they're pretty well coached. I know Andy, a lot of people like to diss on Andy Enfield, um, but I like Andy Enfield. Um, and Arizona, this would be another good win. You would also have a second win right there. Then all of a sudden it gets kind of interesting then because UCLA then, yes, they would be ahead of Arizona in the uh, the standings. Totally get that. Not saying that, but SC's looking at Arizona's resume and, or excuse me, UCLA starts looking at Arizona's resume and said, man, that's something that we got to keep pace with because Arizona's got better wins than we do right now. And Arizona, if Arizona were to beat us, then it becomes somewhat interesting right now. Um, it becomes somewhat interesting because Arizona would have beaten UCLA twice. Granted, UCLA would have won the conference, but you look at the out-of-conference, Arizona is significantly better, and all of a sudden then it becomes a little fascinating then if you're an Arizona fan or if you're a UCLA fan because, man, what happens in the Pac-12 tournament at that point, doesn't it need to – do you need to be able to beat Arizona – to keep that, uh, to you know, to get that number one seed. And I don't think that anybody really knows that question, but it does put the pressure back on UCLA to a certain extent. Um, and not only does it uh, put the UCLA uh, back into contention to a certain, or excuse me, Arizona back into contention, Pac-12 becomes really important then. Remember all those years that Lute Olson basically said, I don't want to be here. I don't want to, uh, you know, in the, I don't want to be doing anything in the Pac-12 tournament. Well, a lot of times Luke went in there knowing that he had the number one seat out West pretty much locked up. And um, not only did he pretty much have the uh, uh, conference locked up, he didn't want to be there. So I don't want to say they threw games, but it was clear that nobody was really sad when they lost. This is going to be all kinds of fun, though, because you're going to have a rivalry aspect in play. And not only are you going to have a rivalry aspect in play, you're going to have teams that are 
you know, that are battling for higher seeds in the NCAA tournament as well. So again, but it's all, it's first things first though. You got to be able to beat USC. Now, tomorrow we're going to come out with my prediction, tell you what I see uh, happening in this game. But again, a massive, massive, massive game for uh, the University of Arizona. You lost ASU. You don't have that margin for error back. So you got to be able to try to get that back, put a little bit more pressure on the teams that you're facing. I think Arizona is going to come out and acquit themselves well. But that's just a tease. You don't get the prediction until tomorrow for whatever it's worth. Okay. Appreciate you all. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, go Arizona. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats. Have a great wet rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you soon.